This episode sponsored by our friends at Outstanding Foods. So excited to have them a friend of the show. And you guys can take advantage of this killer discount. You just go to outstandingfoods.com slash adulting or use code adulting at checkout to claim 25% off your first order. This is Adulting Like a Mother Father. Thanks for tuning in to learn more. We applaud you. Now sit back, relax. So baby, keep it pushing while we have a couple laughs. And maybe get a little mushy. But don't forget to take a deep breath. Adulting can be hard sometimes. Just take the next step. Pick the right foot up and put it in front of the left. You do this over and over and you'll be ahead of the rest. And let me introduce you to the star of the show, Daniela Monet. I bet you probably heard her say, Chicago, Chicago. Well, now she's all grown up and got a little baby boy. His name is Gio. Dang, what a bundle of joy. We're a tribe of three, but we're building a community. So come along. It's time for some adulting. Welcome back to Adulting Like a Mother Father. I'm Daniela Monet, the mother. Yes, you are. And I'm Andrew, the father. And we're both Hit adults. And if you're an adult or just trying to be one, this is the show for you. And I can say that because, um, you know, we, we talk a lot about adulting, but today's episode is specifically about becoming an adult, um, figuring out adulthood, working through adult issues. Um, we've got Devin Werkheiser on the show today, who is a fellow actor, um, a fellow Nickelodeon actor at that. You guys may recognize him from Ned's Declassified. Um, recently, he's been killing it on the social game. And actually, thank you, Kelly, who found him on TikTok doing some adulting um I guess, what is it, like a bit? He's doing like an adulting series on TikTok. Yeah, and I just, I think it's so awesome that you had your eyes out for that, Kelly, because we go into all the things, and he's really, really, really honest and transparent, and what I love most about our conversation, I won't tease very much, but... um is that we can relate on a lot of levels. I'm so glad you said that because I was going to say, I don't want to say much also. Yeah. But I do want to tease just how relatable his adventure has been. Yeah. And I want people to understand like the reality of um, what a working actor and sometimes not working actor's life really is. Um, So anyways, we'll get to that after the break. But... Let's jump into some adulting wins and fails because it's been a, a very Let's do different it. week for us, hasn't it? <laughs> wow. So, uh, yeah, I guess we we just got through our first full week at home as a family of four. Yep. Which is mind blowing. It's so weird because in day like one and two, I thought like, oh my gosh, like what are we in for? And by the end of the week, I'm like. Did we just do a week? I feel like we've been doing this for a few months or whatever. I, f- I feel pretty seasoned at this oh, point. Oh, okay. Um, so we want to give you a little update on what life has been like at home over the last week, but I want to do that through the win and fail. All right. Because I don't think we did a win and fail last week. I right? don't even remember anything from last week. <laughs> right. Oh, I don't remember anything from 10 seconds ago. Okay. Um, so yeah. So do you want to start them off or do you want me to go? Go for it. You're kicking it off. Okay. So my win, this is a, a massive win for me. I'm, I mean, I'm just like over the moon right now um with ivory here it's kind of one-on-one right now and and obviously your mom with the milk right and uh, that schedule and the requirements are pretty demanding long story short you're on her i'm on geo and uh it's my first week like that obviously and it's just been an incredible week 
it's a lot of work. Don't get me wrong. It's very, very tiring. Um, but it's so fun. Like he's so cool now, (laughs) you know? And I just feel like it's crazy how after one week, how much our bond has strengthened Yeah. in that short amount of time. Like, yeah. Yeah. I'm sure it's hard to see and hard to hear sometimes, but even now already he'll, if he gets hurt or whatever, like he goes dada and he turns to me, which is like, I know this weird feeling. Cause if you feel anything like I felt in the past when like, he'll look right past you, it used to be me, like look right past me and go to you. I'm like, okay, I guess I'm a ghost. Yeah. <laughs> um, so obviously I'm not saying this to hurt your feelings or anything. No. It's probably coming off weird, but it's just, it's like really heartwarming to know that in that short amount of time, not that we didn't have a good bond already, but it's just a lot stronger already. And he's looking to me for everything. Yeah, I know. I love actually watching it. Um, I, yeah, sorry. I don't mean to cut you off. I know you have a fail, no. but I just, I, I think it's so freaking special and it's what I've wanted you to experience for a long time now. And, um, I have a lot of just general acceptance around all of it. You know, I can totally accept that that is what it is and that he's lucky to have these moments with you. You're lucky to have those moments with him and that there really is no way around it. Like I do have to be available to feed and to change, to to do, you know, someone has, it's like divide and conquer. Right. So yeah. 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 Um, What is your fail? I want to get to that, but just quickly, I just want to say this. Um, If anybody's listening that has two kids or more kids, uh, I just want you to know and, and jump in if you feel differently, but it's it's very real and relatable to feel a sense of guilt and a push and pull one way or the other, right? Because I love my time with Gio and sometimes uh, I don't love that. I don't get the, the, the time and the connection that you get with Ivory right mm. now. And I'm sure that you feel that the other way as well. Yeah, totally. Right. And it's like this really delicate balance and it's always, it's always kind of there. And you just do the best that you can. Yeah. I think I just look at it as like a bigger picture. And in that, you know, we know how much Geo changed in a short period of time. And that eventually we're going to have two little rugrats running around in the yard. And it'll be a very different scenario. But until then, like, I have to literally grow her yeah. You're the machine. <laughs> from my boobs. So, yeah. There's plenty there to work with. Oh, thank you. I'm going to take that as a compliment. Are you it flirting? Is. Yeah. Cool it. Oh. <laughs> All right, let's get to the fail. So the my fail is, uh, and some people are not going to like me for this, and you might not even like me for this. Oh, God. I'm tired. Oh, God. I'm tired. I know people are going to be like, dude, shut up. All right, dude, shut up. But I can't lie. Wow. I'm tired. Do you, You're do you know, kind of a weak link on the, on the sleep scale. Yes, I am. Like you require. Well, here's the deal. Even on a normal night, I can't breathe through my nose or my face. I have period. zero sympathy for that. Anymore. <laughs> for 10 years, I have said, I think you should get that looked at. I think mm. you should probably address that. I've been waiting for um, the plant-based diet to fix it itself. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, but look, okay. Some people are going to be like, again, dude, shut up. But the reality is, is like, just because I'm not doing what you're doing doesn't mean I can't be tired. Okay. (laughs) All right. How do I elaborate without sounding stupid? That's fine. But but the thing is, is that you are, you five times out of seven days of the week, you are tired with or without children. Yeah. So add, okay. So add a full day of one-on-one. Yeah. And then add, even though I'm not 
getting up. I'm mm-hmm. still waking up. Can I ask you something? Okay. And don't take offense to this. Maybe you will, whatever. Um, do you feel like, cause I look at the feeling of tired, like the sensation of being tired as like a mental game. And I, I wake I up and I yeah. go, okay, I'm not going to think about the fact that I probably only got, you know, a few hours of sleep. Mm-hmm. I'm going to rally and I'm going to do this day the justice it deserves, you know, cause like you only have so many of them. Sure. Uh, yeah. I think I feel like that to an extent too. I think it's for me, it's like when you string a bunch of days like that together is when I start feeling just worn down. Mm-hmm. And it's 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 less mental and like I can feel the physical effects of it. Okay. Um. So yeah. So when I start feeling that, I'm like, dude, I'm tired. I need to gotcha. get some rest. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um. Enough of that because I'm gonna put my foot in my mouth. So yeah. let's move on to you. What is your win and fail? Um. My win is that um, I'm feeling a heck of a lot like better from the surgery and just. I got through breastfeeding the first week, which is the most challenging week, I think, of all of postpartum, or at least it was for me the first time with Gio. Um, I remember, like, day four-ish. Wait, let me think. No. Yeah, yeah. About, like, day three or four is when, like, the milk comes in. And, you guys, when the milk comes in, it is like a volcano erupting on your chest. Like, you feel... And and, and let me correct that. No, it's not erupting. That's what's so wild, is that you are literally filling up to the brim. Yeah, and it's, like, building, building, building. And you just want to, like, explode because it's painful. And there are so many symptoms that come along with it. Um, I won't get too into the weeds, but it's a lot and it can be a lot mentally and emotionally and obviously physically it's painful and you feel it. Um, and I was super aware of it this time because what I didn't know the first time was that if you don't address that milk coming in and you don't either nurse through it or, um, alleviate some of it through like a haka or self-expression, which all of this stuff probably sounds like a foreign language, but basically if you don't get some of that milk out, um, that's when you can create infections. And I did, and it ruined like that first couple weeks for me um breastfeeding I was in so much pain had a fever and chills and all the things so I've like pushed through that this time and that is like my huge win um I feel much more regulated and everything will get easier as time goes on regulated okay mount up um okay it's catchy and then my fail you know it's weird it's like I almost don't even want to address a fail because you guys know how I am. It's like, I don't like to call a lot of attention to things that, you know, might be challenging because it feels like it makes it more of an issue than it is. Um, so I feel like I'm going to leave it at that. Like, yeah, avoid, I, I, avoid, avoid. I love avoiding. No, it's okay. I'm good. Like generally speaking, like I am good. Sure. Would I like a little more sleep? Yes. Would I like a little more affection? Yes. Would I like a push present? Yes. <laughs> what do you, what do you want for that? by the way would i like a happy valentine's day yes you got that i did yeah i didn't get that i was a little out of commission right i was focusing on putting one foot in front of the other just to get in the damn car so we could get home that day oh i get that i get that um so yeah all in all you know andrew and i did a little five for five last night well you gotta answer my question what do you want for a push present i told you i the thing is this okay now you gotta answer it. i'm going to right now <laughs> calm your roll okay um 
I got myself a push present with Geo, and it was the best thing I ever did. And I am not someone who needs a lot of materialistic things, but for sentimental sake, I love knowing that I recognize this big event in my life and that I will eventually have something to pass down. So I got myself a band, um, a diamond band, and it's just, it makes me so happy. It's right next to the other thing that's the most important piece of jewelry I own, which is my engagement ring. And so I thought, yeah, I would like another piece of jewelry. Dude, when you say, this is where my insecurity pops in. When you say, like, I got myself a push present, I just feel like everybody's like, this guy sucks. <laughs> okay. But so our, now I feel like, but okay, we have a dynamic and you're right. When I brought this up last night in our five for five, you were very right. Like we are so poor at recognizing big events. We don't really celebrate a lot of things. We don't really buy each other a lot of things. We're much more big picture thinking like, let's save for the future. Like let's, you know, invest. Yeah, we're or, thinking about like much bigger things. Well, yeah. And, but my argument with that is that, if we don't, can you stop unbuttoning and unbuttoning your pocket cargo short sure. situation? They're my dad pants. Okay. Let's stop with that. Um, if we don't stop and uh, I'm going to hurt you, if we don't stop and recognize these big moments, like for instance, getting your entire body cut in half to remove a human being that you're going to raise for the next rest of your life. Yeah. Okay. I have a thought, but. Okay. Um, please. I'll take my five. Thank you. And if we don't stop and recognize them, then everything just starts to run into one another and you really, you start working and getting some sort of like mundane routine for what, you know what I mean? Like, think about it. Like, what are you doing it for? Mm -hmm. And so I want to prioritize things that are really special and momentous for us and make sure that we do take the time to highlight those moments and yeah, like jewelry, not necessary. Yeah, I was going to ask, I was going to ask, sorry, I want to, I just want to, but it's it timeless. Now. That's my argument. And I conclude. <laughs> okay. Debate over. Mm-hmm. And uh, sipping my drew coffee. Okay. Uh huh. Um, mm. my thought on that is I, I totally get it. And I think we do need to do a better job of recognizing and celebrating achievements and moments and events and whatever. But in this scenario, like I don't want to take anything away from, what happened and, and the way that we've um, like managed is the wrong word, but the way that we experienced it. Cause we definitely like stopped and went through the process and the event and like fell in love. And, and like, it's been amazing. The only thing that isn't there is a material gift, which I got no problem with, but I don't want to take away from the fact that we, we have acknowledged this event and like we're going through it right now and we're more in love than ever. And like just the love we feel towards both kids is just like out of this world. It doesn't have to though. Sorry. I don't mean to interrupt you, but it doesn't, no, it doesn't have to take away from any of that. That's the beauty of this is that it's just reaffirming a moment. Yeah, Yeah. It's just to have something tangible that you can literally look down at. And I'm not saying this, I genuinely feel that about my, my, I'm going to say it's a silly little ring because it is, you know, but I genuinely feel special every time I put it on. I'm like, damn, that was a moment that I like, I handled my business. Okay. Well, let's make you feel special then. Okay. I I have no problem with it. The thing is, (laughs) I I know I'm special. Okay. You are. You are. I just want, I want you to, to. 
Man, to I, go, oh my gosh, like I think that was a boss move. And I've, I think you're special. And I've told you how much I appreciate you and, and how much I recognize things and, and just value the way that you are. It just hasn't been a, a gift. Um, we don't need to harp on this forever, but it's just, it, we're just so busy leading up to it. And I know we talked about it once, um, but I got no problem with it. Mm-hmm. Just got to find the time to go. To be honest, I would rather go with you and just have that experience together to, sure. to be with you and pick something out rather than do that on my own and, and take the chance that you don't love it. But you did that and you did a great job. Yeah, but that's like a bigger, that's like a much bigger thing. And like that sort of stuff I, I got on lock. Okay. All right. Cause I trust you. I want you to know, like, what did I call you the other day? You're the I said creative you're the, director. Oh, the okay. You remember? Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I've already I've put it in my email signature. <laughs> Wait, did you? Because that's actually pretty funny if you did. Um, it's actually a really cool thing to put <laughs> no, in No, I haven't, but I, I, I called I him the creative director of our family because down to the wire of picking Ivory's name, like the three names that we love the most all came from you. And I just thought like, you know what? You are really Let's good keep at it real. Anything like you that. see around here, colors, textures, plants, um, design, that's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's me. You're the creative Joanna director. Gaines. And I'm the, the chip. <laughs> I think that makes for a great show. <laughs> I swear that is what network. this is. I was, I was watching um, Magnolia Farms. While we're really getting off here. Yeah, I was watching. Um, they did like a. Oh, we're going real long. I was watching um, um, their network class yeah. on Discovery app. And uh, they did like an um, introduction of all the shows that they're releasing. Oh. And there's like this whole gamut. Like obviously a lot of home and lifestyle stuff. But there's like a sports show. There's all oh, wow. sorts of stuff. I'm like, there's definitely room for a, a flip-flop of them. You know, I kind of am into Joanna. it. Like get me in there. I want to I wanna be. See, I actually enjoy like the construction piece. See, That's... But that, that kind of makes you then uh, Nicole, right? Is her name from the other show? Oh, gosh. I love her. Yeah, What's her G. last name? I oh forget. My gosh. I forget. But we got to move on. Okay. All right, you guys. Um, I don't want to take any more time up because the conversation with Devin was so solid. There are so many nuggets in this conversation. And you're actually going to learn a lot about um, both of our acting careers. Yep. And I think a lot of people are curious about how we got started and how you continue to do it throughout your life. So all of those questions I think will be answered. And it was a really solid chat. Um, So stay tuned for that. We'll take a quick break. And at the end of the show, I think we're either going to jump into some emails um, if we have time. And if not, um, if we don't have time, I want to make sure that you guys stay tuned because we are going to be sharing the full birth story next week. We're going to do that next week. Yeah. Um, So grab a bag of a bag grab a box popcorn shoes <laughs> yeah yeah there you go all right we'll be right back more adulting like a mother father when we come back i'm so excited and i just can't hide it oh wow i didn't expect you to jump on that sounded good though right <laughs> okay i don't know um you guys outstanding foods a friend of our show a friend of our families. I just can't say enough good things, and I'm so excited to have them sponsor Adulting Like a Mother Father. Their snacks are... Out of this world. Game changers. Unreal. Obviously... Outrageous. Plant-based. Out. 
standing. There it is. There it is. Bring it home, buddy. Okay. Um, We want to talk specifically about the takeout meal in a bag puffs. If you guys aren't familiar with these, um, we are such big fans of them here in our house. I personally love the fact that they're loaded with vitamins and a lot of vitamins that we just don't necessarily get enough of. And protein for those of you that care about that. That's 21 grams in a bag of snack food. I know. That's actually amazing snack foods. Okay. I get it. Specifically the white cheddar. Yeah. uh, Are my favorite and I could plow three or four bags of those easy. Oh, they're so, so good. Gio is a huge fan. I don't know if you guys saw that video going around of Gio eating them, but it was pretty darn cute. Um, yeah. So these take literally salivating. I had to swallow just now. We should have some, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, if we don't, outstanding. Hello. What's up? Uh, okay, so these takeout meal in a bag puffs. These are their newest snack. Um, you may have had their pig out pigless pork rinds already, which are also amazing. Um, but you got to try these meal in a bag puffs. They're literally. I mean, the name says it all. They're a meal in a bag. They taste delicious. You would have. You would almost be like, "Are you sure that these are plant based? And are you sure that these are actually good for you?" Exactly. Um, anyways, they are offering our listeners 25% off your first order. So all you have to do is go to outstandingfoods.com slash adulting, or you could use the code adulting at checkout to claim 25% off your first order. That's outstandingfoods.com slash adulting, or use code adulting at checkout to get 25% off. Go get them. And now back to adulting like a mother father. Oh my gosh, Devas, what the heck? Welcome to the show. Thank you. <laughs> Wild that we're now, you know, grown adults doing the adult thing all over social. Um, so funny story, our, our girl Kelly, who works with us, who you've connected with since, yeah. she found you on TikTok and I was dying because I'm like, that is so brilliant. I love what you're doing, this whole adult <laughs> series. So we're like, we have to have you on the show. Yes. Tell us a little bit in like a speed round, right? Since probably the last time, I mean, we were sort of crossing paths yeah. a decade plus ago on yeah. Nickelodeon to speeding it up to today, doing doing the dang thing all over social. Yeah. Speed round. I mean, Ned's uh, ended like 15 years ago now. That's so insane. Um, and yeah, we were kind of crossing paths and our show ended... Um, kind of right before social media exploded. So like we kind of missed it by like a little bit. Um, And that next generation like hit it. They hit all the social media explosions. So it's been interesting because like there's so many kids out there who know Neds and are now adults as well, but we never hit the social media in such a massive um, way because of the timing of our show. Uh, but TikTok this week just blew up by posting uh, a Ned's tip, which was so fun. Um, that was, I guess, the first time I've been viral like that, which was uh, super short-lived fun. <laughs> um, <laughs> so and, uh, that is social media in a nutshell. That's it. It's just like, what a lovely moment. And then it was over. Um, but, uh, but yeah, since then, um, I mean, still been acting, making music. Uh, and then just growing up, I mean, it's a strange thing growing up, um, always making film and TV. It's a, it's a strange little universe. And I didn't go to college. I stayed acting. 
Um, but I'm about to turn 30 in, uh, in a couple weeks. And uh, you made it. <laughs> yeah, and I made it. And I actually do feel like, I don't know, I feel like older generations kind of had to become adults at like 20. And I feel like now our generation um, is becoming adults at 30. I feel like my 20s were an entire like workshop of life and becoming an adult and becoming independent and all the ups and downs that that's, that takes and all the challenges that, 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 that takes. And I think it was way more complicated than anyone prep, uh, prepared me for. Oh, I Dude, I, I couldn't agree more. And that's a really interesting observation. And I wouldn't even like, personally, I couldn't pinpoint why it makes sense to say we become adults at 30 now. Yeah. I don't know why, but it does totally feel that way. Like yeah. I feel like when I looked at myself as a 25 year old, I was nothing like the person that I saw who was 25, like 10 years before me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. What's also interesting is that we're living longer, right? Progressively, we're all living longer. So it almost makes sense. It's just like expanding. (laughs) Stretching out that that transition from, yeah, that's kind of true. It's like stretching that transition from adolescence to adulthood. I think it's, I think it's one of the most important transitions like we're going to make in our lives. And I know plenty of adults who still haven't, like I know people older than me who are still carrying like adolescent um, mindsets and, and there's certain aspects of them that haven't matured. And I, I think it's, um, I, I don't think it just happens to you. I mean, I think you got to engage with your life through your twenties and engage with it by letting go of your priorities that you had when you were younger and like really, I don't know, taking responsibility for your life and all the challenges that it comes with. That's super interesting. So would you say like that is the one thing that you've pinpointed that separates somebody who may be the same age, but an adult from a non-adult kind of thing? I I probably like as an adolescent, you can kind of get away with things and life will give you a little bit of leeway. It'll give you a little bit of grace. And I've found like, once you're, once you're out here, like, I don't know, taking responsibility and ownership (laughs) for your life. And once you hit a certain age, there's no more leeway. Like you can't fix Nothing is going to happen without you taking responsibility for it. Nothing's going to change. Nothing's going to get better. Like you have to take it upon yourself and it's going to suck and it's going to be uncomfortable and it's going to hurt, but there's no other option anymore. And I think the, the sooner you can get on that and not like fool yourself that it's just going to work out, um, the more, like the faster that transition will happen. I can think of a few examples of that, but for our listeners, are there any that stick out in your mind where you're like, oh, this was a moment where I realized I had to step up and there was no real like fallback? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I always had money and then, uh, and then I didn't. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so like, I always had money, you know, like, look, Nickelodeon didn't pay. It didn't, <laughs> it didn't set me up for life, but it set me up for my young life. Right. And, um, and the way it works as an actor is like my savings would go up and then I'd live off of it while I wasn't working and it would go down and then I would always book something and it would go up again. And then there was a couple of years there where the savings just kept going down and the work was paying less and less. And like, like this series, I, I had, I had a little bit of savings left and I knew like, all right, I got, I got a couple months. It'll be all right. And then like these couple surprise bills came in that just, like knocked me to zero in a day. And, wow. and it was the 
first time it had happened and like there's no I mean that's that's one of those moments where I was like oh my god like it's out now like I need a job yesterday I need to be working now um and what a lesson that was I'll never do that again um but uh but yeah that was one of those moments where I had to go like okay I need to start tackling and confronting this now. And I went out and got two jobs. And like, luckily in my life, I had a support system. Like I have a family that I, I could call on. I, I took as much responsibility as I could and knew that I had a safety net. But that was the first time in my life I saw, whoa, this is how fast it can go south for people. Like if you don't have a safety net, if you don't have a support system in your life, if you don't have someone you can call on when this happens, I could see the path where like, whoa, like this is how it happens. You just are young, you mismanage your stuff by a little bit. And if you don't have support, like, wow, this is how life gets really dark really fast. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I want, I want to dig, like, dig into some nitty gritty of adulting because it sounds like this is primarily financially based, right? Your, your that, that moment was yeah <laughs> what, what what have you done differently or what have you learned like how do you manage your finances differently today than you did when you were 15 16 years old um I mean when I was 15 16 I, I wasn't really managing it you know like because I had um I had a lot of it for a 16 year old and um and my parents like kind of handled the accounting side of things so like I didn't spend frivolously but like I lived comfortably in LA and I went on trips when I wanted to and I ate what I wanted to and like I didn't buy a super nice car like none of that but I just like lived freely because the amount that was coming in and the amount that was coming out was matched it was all good um what I wasn't paying attention to was how specific you need to get about that when the income is changing then I need to change what I'm spending. And I kind of wasn't because I had a lifestyle. Like there was a lifestyle I was living and it wasn't for me, it wasn't entirely dumb or misplaced. Like I had always made enough to live that lifestyle. So I just wasn't recognizing when what I was spending was way out of proportion with what I was making. And uh, yeah, I mean, I needed to, like in hindsight it's so easy to see like oh i just needed to like tighten up my lifestyle in those moments when i'm not making that much yeah and 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 that's kind of it that's what it taught me when i had no money and was just paycheck to paycheck was like oh got it just don't buy coffee out don't go like make my own food uh i can't go to concerts anymore i can't go to the movies whenever i want like it was just easy lifestyle stuff of like pulling back what I'm spending. Um, and now I kind of can, now I kind of know like when stuff's coming in, when I have money coming in I have a little bit of savings, it's like, okay, cool. I know I can be a little looser on stuff here, or there, have a dinner when I want every now and then. But ultimately now I know how to just like not spend any money. <laughs> that's what's up. Yeah. That's, that's where we're at too. I was going to ask if like it's shifted your mindset from you touched on spending what was coming in has it shifted you to like live below your means even when that money's flowing in for sure yeah it has to right yeah and 
and I'm working to get to a place where like there's a lot more money coming in and honestly the pandemic has been a strangely like good time in my life. Ooh, um, I want to learn more. I mean just strange changes. It like it it catalyzed a lot of change in my life even though it was uncomfortable but basically I got out of the day jobs that I had been working the last 4 years and shifted fully into art and music and Patreon and fans. And then I had like voiceover gigs come in and actually just like, it like changed like this last year has been good for me work-wise, which is so weird. Oh my God. I love it. Um, (laughs) Can I ask what were your, what what day jobs were you working? I love that. Yeah. So what happened was when I ran out of money, Mm-hmm. I uh, I immediately went. My girlfriend at the time had uh, was working the front desk at Equinox in West oh, Hollywood. Yeah. <laughs> so I went I went and got a position there. Yeah. Um, and then my friend's company in Venice, um, they they run this really cool. It's like the most eclectic, beautiful shop in Venice. It's it's the most Venice place. Uh, it's called Late Sunday Afternoon, and it's it's handmade scarves and and curated oh, cool. children's books. Uh-huh. And it's like the coolest handmade uh, gift shop and my friends own it and run it. And so I went and started working at their shop and eventually was like managing the shop and going on um, trips to craft shows and setting up a booth and selling our scarves. I, I was a traveling it. scarf salesman for a couple. I of love it. That's amazing. Life that is, is so strange, good. guys. Life is strange. <laughs> no, I I love it. First of all, I worked at Equinox, okay? No, no yes. kidding. Yes, and I sold I made scarves and sold scarves. No. I mean, listen, you do what you got to do. Honestly though, that's it, right? Is like that I think that's part of like growing up too is just recognizing where your life's at at a certain point and going like, okay, what what can I do from this point? to start tackling this. And it was like, yeah, Equinox was available. My friend's shop. So it was like, okay, I'm just going to forge ahead because I need to solve this problem now. And correct me if I'm wrong, if I'm wrong, but like when you put yourself in those positions, yes, a little bit of the ego takes a hit, but ultimately I can say from my point of view, it's like, I wouldn't have the network or the work ethic or just the, mm. the hustle in yeah. me had I not experienced and just jumped in. Yes. And it was good to have the ego take a hit right <laughs> like it it definitely happened like when i was like i like saw terry cruz like come into equinox one time and I, i've like filmed movies with terry and like <laughs> I, and like i didn't say hi <laughs> i didn't say hi i had a moment of like weak ego pride bullshit and like i didn't say hi to him because it was like oh i don't want to be working here i want to be an actor <laughs> um, but, but like it's so good to take that hit I didn't know what Equinox did you work at I worked at the one in Woodland Hills and then yeah. I ended up sort of bouncing around to different ones when they I worked in the kids club yeah 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 even more ironic because we would watch kids shows <laughs> and so I was like infamous <laughs> yeah like watching your own show. show yeah 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 <laughs> um did you ever have like did you ever have a moment like that like I had did you ever have someone come in that you oh. knew and you felt like I had a moment like that when I was a waitress. Okay. I didn't tell anyone that I was waitressing and my agent came in with their whole firm. The whole agency came in and sat at a table that I had to serve. And I didn't know it was like in a movie, you walk up and you see it and you just stop and you lock eyes. And it's like, and they're like, aren't you going to like, I think at the time I was working in 
I don't know where I was working. Oh, Utah. They were like, aren't you leaving for Utah to film a movie in the next like couple months? Like, what are you doing here? I just, I don't know. It's just what it was. Mark, you were making money because (laughs) living in Los Angeles is expensive. Exactly. um, Exactly. I love that. That is, that's one of those moments where like you have to own your own place in life, even though your ego is just like shouting, like, don't be here, run. <laughs> yeah. So, so now flip to where you are now, like you're in the thick of the creative space now. So what's the goal? What's like your plan? What, what are you striving for? Yeah. I mean, right now, uh, I just kind of, so I, I launched a Patreon in April when the, when I lost, when the, the scarf shop kind of shut at the beginning of the pandemic. Now they're open again, but I launched a Patreon and just kind of forged ahead into, uh, I guess, opening my life up to fans more and an audience more. And I make music. I'm a singer songwriter. So actually starting this month, I'm going to do a single. I'm going to make a fully produced single every single month. Um, Yeah. So I just released one called phase and I just recorded my new one called the darkness and the need. And every single month I'm going to make a single. Uh, later this year, I'm going to direct a short film that I wrote, um, which is the beginning stages leading to a feature that I want to direct. Um, and then acting, like the responsibility thing about being an adult, right? Like the acting thing for me is something I will do for the rest of my life, but it is so far out of my control that for me, I've learned to recognize like what's actually in my hands and what's not and there's so much of acting that isn't so while I'm still pursuing it and it's all good I'm gonna do it for the rest of my life you know I audition when it comes like I'll write stuff I'll make stuff with friends but ultimately so much of that is out of my control but like music's in my hands my relationship with my audience is in my hands um what I do on social media is in my hands like that stuff I can actually influence and uh I think it's good in our lives to like know what I can put my attention on that actually like I can engage with and grow and what is just like up to God. I mean, like acting's out of my hands, man. No, I get it. I've always said it's like a lottery, you know, it's like playing the lottery. Like you, you won't win unless you play, but like you also can play for your whole life and not win. (laughs) Absolutely. Like, absolutely. Young actors ask me all the time for like advice and often I'm like, don't do it. <laughs> oh my god, everyone's gonna die hearing that because I feel like our audience cares so much but about it's true. entertainment. It's so true. No, I like, know, but I'm like, not, don't, don't do it. You could play your entire life, like you just said, and you are not guaranteed to win. There's a lot of other industries where I think you are. Like, if you just stick with it, you're gonna find your network, you're gonna find success, there's gonna be a trajectory up. You are never owed anything in entertainment. No. Chances are you won't win. Like, mm-hmm. don't do it. It hurts. It hurts, <laughs> it hurts so, so bad. And it I'm doesn't in, matter. Yeah. yeah, I'm invested. I'm in for the rest of my life. But like, don't do it. <laughs> Dude, that's exactly how I feel. I'm like, it yeah. is the grindiest. Like, I can't explain the drive and the drug that it is because I'm yeah. in it to win it for life. I'm yeah. a lifer too. Yes. But I could not do it if I didn't have a hundred other things going on absolutely that like that's it is like you better know what you're actually like building and creating in your life and the people you're with and like 
you better focus on that and then pursue the dream, but just you're not you're not owed it. Yeah. yeah. Did I think you, that's great advice. Did you have like a moment um where you had like you felt like the the not necessarily the financial piece, but just like the mental and emotional heaviness of like being dropped on your ass essentially? <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. My my life kind of so like they say you know some of the biggest um, nonviolent traumas that like everyone will experience in their life like some of the biggest are like right uh, running out of money uh, I think divorce and uh, and moving and all of that stacked in my life my my parents got divorced like as I ran out of money and then a major relationship I was in that I like was trying to marry that person and have babies with like a building a future with this person for four years that ended and I had to move. And like, it just all stacked for four years of, of, uh, intense suffering. But, uh, mm. <laughs> but honestly it was so, it was so good. It was, yeah. it, it was so good for my life. Dude. But I can see on your face now, like you look like you really climbed out of that period of your life outside of, of just like taking accountability is what it sounds like to me. Like what else have you done to, to climb out and feel like you're your best self that you've ever been? Yeah. Um, I mean, it's been a, it's been a process. Um, you know, you gotta, you gotta grieve. You gotta face grief when it comes up. You don't get a choice in that. You don't get to skip it. You don't get to not face it. It will come out in other ways. So like there's a grieving process when stuff happens. Um, yeah taking ownership for like where your life is at. You don't get to blame anybody. Like, where's your life? What are the problems you want to confront? And there was a point where like, I had to recognize this is not going to get solved fast. There was a point where like my, my mental space was so low a few years back and it hit, it hit a kind of like a breaking point where I was like, okay, I got to start doing something to get out of this hole. And for me, then it was like, I'm going to start working out regularly. Um, and I'm, I don't need a gym. I don't need a trainer because I'll make an excuse for why I'm not doing it. I'm going to do it at home. And I just know I need to show up three to five days a week to exercise my body. Uh, and I'm going to meditate every day. And those were two things I knew that like foundationally I could start to stabilize what was happening in my mind. Um, cause I was already working, like I was already working, which was stabilizing my income. Um, but then it was about stabilizing my, my mental space. And those were two things that I did, you know, it's not going to be the same for everyone, but there are daily practices that you can choose to create a foundation for just like your being when you're going through a chaotic time. And I knew like, this is going to take time to, to dig out of it. And yeah, I mean, it took like years to recover, like to heal my heart after the breakup and letting go of that whole identity. And, um, and just kind of find my way. I don't know. Sometimes it just feels like you're like stumbling through the dark. And even that is like part of it. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like though that like you found other channels too. I'm, I haven't heard your new single phase, but I'm going to listen and I am a new fan. I think that like the depth that you can bring to this audience who knows you is one way, right? And, yeah. and we're all like at a different stage in our life. I think it's really va- invaluable. Yeah. Is that the right way to say it? Invaluable. Yep, sure. When it's like just more than valuable. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. No, you got it. 
It's so yeah. weird. It's like the opposite of valuable, but it means... It makes no sense. <laughs> That's adulting, okay? It just makes no sense sometimes. So much of it. Um, yeah, the, the music's been a, a really great channel through it. Um, community, like friends, has been a, a really big way through this this time is like transitioning together. Um and yeah, now I find myself oddly through the pandemic, like in such a better place and we'll see, but there's definitely interest in uh, bringing Ned's back for adults. Oh, yeah. yeah but he Ned's, dropped that. Uh, Ned's adulting survival guide. It, it couldn't be on Nickelodeon. We need a, we need, yeah, yeah. A, we need a, a studio, you know, yes. that we can talk about the real stuff, like talk about dating and sex and finances and all yes. this stuff. So oh that, that's my, that's my big goal for 2021 is that. Put it out there. Yeah. Put it out there. We support it. Yeah, it's weird after so much time, like I've never, I've never felt weird about people calling me Ned. I've, I've never like turned my back on that time in my life or that show or that audience, but but there was definitely like a lot of my life where the thought of rebooting it, it was like, well, if it comes to me, I wouldn't say no, because that would be dumb. But like, do I want that? Not really. And then just in the last few years, I'm like, let's do it, dude. Let's, let's run it back. <laughs> let's do it again. That's awesome. Yeah. It's the so timing awesome. too. I mean, this is such a great time to get connected with like, there's like something very, well, symbolic, but also just like, comforting about that childhood time and now being able to relate to them in a different phase of their life there's like a full circle moment and yes. i'm all about it yeah that's what i'm seeing on tiktok right it's like yeah. just this audience that like and it makes sense because you know you have your childhood and then you life turns out not how you thought it would be <laughs> and then you go like oh remember childhood <laughs> remember how simple it was yeah. Yeah. And you want to like tap into that or you want to be like, like um, be sympathetic towards it with people that are also in the thick of it. Exactly. I, I think it's great. And I'm, I'm so glad we reconnected. I'm pumped to hear your story and where you're at today. And I hope our listeners who I'm sure are very much familiar with Ned's Declassified are going to be longtime supporters of you and everything that you're doing now. Yes, I hope so. How, how long has your podcast been going? Um, we launched it. When was it? It was October, November of 2019. Yeah. yeah. So, so, a over a year. so you've rode through the whole pandemic with it. Yeah. Which has been therapy essentially. Yeah. The cheapest yeah. form. <laughs> Dude. I mean, in the beginning, you know, we had just had Geo. Yeah. Our first yeah. kid. And, um, like the hour that we would record the podcast was like the only hour that we could sit down just the two of us with oh. and like check in with each other. As so, adults, yeah. like if you were the yeah. only adult yeah. conversation we had, you know? Yeah. That's kind of beautiful. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, awesome. cool. And then your audience gets to be like in on it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. We're yep. very much um, open. <laughs> I, I saw, I saw like some of the episodes I'm like, Oh, yeah. tight. And I get it actually when, when the pandemic started, like, I was spending all my time at my apartment here and, you know, it was intense and scary and there was stress and anxiety. So I started live streaming a lot on Insta Live and then Patreon and Twitch. Like I just started going live to, to talk, like to just have some connection outside of my roommates. And 
it it did kind of turn into therapy for some months. Like it was, it was like the time I could get in there and speak and talk through all the stuff that's in my head and kind of feel expressed and not like I'm holding it all in. So it's been a weird uh, dynamic of opening up to an audience like that. I'm sure you guys have experienced the, the, the good and the strangeness of it, right? Yes. Yeah, I think what's yeah. nice is just like we all thrive on on connection and whether we need it all the time or not, we we certainly need it at times when you feel alone, right? And there was a yeah. lot of that feeling this year, yeah. last year, gosh, I don't know, today. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that, yeah, that connection piece and the fact that we have it and it's so tangible, like I, t- I say tap into it when you're feeling it, of course. Yeah, yeah, I, it was kind of... It was a really beautiful process um, taking some of the anonymity away from like kind of a general fan base, but then starting like my Patreon and really doing Insta Lives a lot. Like now there's like fans that I know, like I'm like, oh, like I know you out there. Um, And that's been cool, like getting more specific with an audience and really developing a relationship there and just not having it just be this vague, like I post and you're all out there, you know, you start to have your regulars. And (laughs) if you think of like, I don't know, as a musician too, it's like, I always think like, okay, if I had this many people in a room, this would be tight. Like this would be a great show. Um, I love that you keep saying tight, man. (laughs) It's our generation. Dope, sick. I love it. Gnarly. I don't know. Oh I'm, I'm a California kid now. Yeah, same, man. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's great. Okay, wait. So for everyone listening, just drop all the handles that you can, you know, all think of. All the handles. Yes. Uh, Instagram uh, is Devin Work Harder, W-E-R-K-H-A-R-D-E-R. And uh, Kyle and Chris Massey are actually who gave me that, like, oh. Kyle Massey used to call me Work Harder. And that's when I started my Instagram and I made it that... Um, I've tried to change it since, and it's a whole complicated thing. So. <laughs> no, I, I love it. I think it's great. I, I mean, I just feel like now I'm scolding myself to work harder, and I work hard plenty now. At the time, <laughs> I needed the reminder, and now I'm like, I work plenty hard. <laughs> but yeah, so That's so what manifestation is, does. You put it out there. Exactly. And now I'm like, I need to shift it, because now yeah. I'm like, okay, but, <laughs> Work um, smarter. Yeah, ex- exactly. Exactly. Um. All right, so it's Devin Workharder on Instagram, Devin Workheiser on all the other things. But yeah, I'm on Instagram a lot. I just started the TikTok and it blew up, which is fun. I'm going to be playing more on that app. I just shot a video with this girl, Jax. Um, she's the artist, Jax. She's, uh, her TikTok handle is Jax Writes Songs. And um, I just shot a music video with her this weekend that's going to be out. And right. Right. Tight. Um, yeah it was it was lovely it was so nice to honestly like go film something Mm -hmm. I was just so stoked even though we all got to wear masks on set like I was so stoked to just be driving to film and leave my apartment it's still a pandemic in LA and like I don't see a lot of people it was great Um, just give me a call time that's all I'm looking for yes yes they're like it's gonna be an early call sorry I'm like sounds awesome sunrise is gonna be great um so yeah, TikTok's new, Instagram, Twitter's Devin Workheiser. I'm on Patreon. Um, like I said, I'm doing a single a month. Uh, the patrons get the single before the world and a bunch of behind the scenes stuff. And there's a ton of unreleased music on my Patreon. 
Uh, Twitch, I do a live stream basically every Wednesday evening. Um, and that is at Chris, that's twitch.tv slash crystal boy Island, which is the name of my life here with my roommate. Oh, I love that. You're into crystals. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Okay. All right. We'll leave it at that. Yeah. 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 Um, (laughs) and, uh, and yeah, my single phase is out now and, Phase is a, a really beautiful song that I actually wrote while processing that breakup, just about how your life is going to come in cycles. You're going to phase, you're going to fade into things. You're going to phase out of things. And like, it's natural. Embrace it. You don't have to hold on so tight to your life. Like let it cycle, let it change. Don't resist nature. Um, and yeah, I wrote that song. Um, the summer of 2019 was my biggest musical moment. I got to open for Seal, which was insane. Yeah. Yeah. I like grew up to listening to Seal my entire life. And then I got to open for him and it was magical. And I wrote that song that summer and performed it at that show. Oh, uh, yeah, that's amazing. Dude, that's so cool. It was I, so I just, cool. I'm like feeling the vibes. The energy is really good. Um, and I just want to let you know, thank you. Cause like I'm going to get off this call and feel like, man, like at any point, we just have to make a decision to just do something and be, you know, like even though, Sometimes the odds are stacked against us. Like there's room to be creative. Just figure it out. Absolutely. Just, yeah, just pick your starting place, which is now always. And like aim, go, like choose a direction, start solving problems, start confronting things, start creating something. I mean, you guys did it with the podcast, right? You're like, I'm sure it started as a little idea. And then you're just Mm -hmm. like, all right, let's make that leap. Let's just jump and put it out. And selfishly, we did it so that we can connect with people who are doing it better than us, so we can all learn from it. <laughs> so thank so you. Good. So good. Um, oh, thanks such for a pleasure, you guys. Us. Seriously. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. Yes, mm-hmm. and best of luck with everything. We'll be in touch. Yeah, we'll talk soon. Okay. See you, Devin. Bye, guys. Bye. See you, man. All right, everyone, sit tight, and we'll be right back for some more adulting like a mother father. Okay, we're back. Um, such a solid convo. Yeah. Just such a solid dude too. I'm just, honestly, I didn't get to know him very much during my time at Nickelodeon because we were kind of like passing two ships passing in the night. Is that yeah. what they call it? Yeah. But, um, but totally. And again, you know, not to throw shade, but like there aren't many people that grow up in the public eye specifically as a child actor star with some success that like have so many humble moments and yeah. who are very much like um self-aware yeah and i just have so much respect for him and his journey so i hope you guys enjoyed that um do we have any emails yeah we have so we don't have much time but we, we'll do one um this is from sophia and i think i know who sophia is from australia oh okay down under. yeah 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 um okay so it's kind of a multi-part question But she says, do you think that Ivory has been is such a good baby because she knew that Andrew and Daniela were nervous about her coming? She goes on to say she is an Aquarian, so she's already very chill, but maybe she is extra chilled because she could hear her mama and dada were nervous. What are your thoughts? Um, Well, okay. Sorry. I don't know why I just got teary eyed. I think I don't want to put that energy on anyone. You know what I mean? Like, she's a new human. She's entitled to be exactly who she wants to be. And I don't want, like, I would never want a baby (laughs) or a child to feel responsible for the way that they act based on, like, trying to protect us. 
Um, but on the flip side, I have heard really good thing about good things about Aquarius um, signs, and I don't follow that kind of stuff. But I hope that this is just her natural disposition. And again, you guys, we are friggin' one weekend, so if things flip like tonight or tomorrow, which they very well could, that's perfectly fine. Like I'm in it to win it, no matter what. That's my thought. I agree. Yeah. No, I think. Um, I mean, how could you ever really? No, for sure. You know, I, I just think almost everything in life comes back to balance of some sort. Right. Yeah. So that for me, that's like how I'd simplify it and makes perfect sense. But for somebody else, like if they want to dissect it more than. Yeah. You're saying it. because we have just think if one we, personality with Gio. Sure. Yeah. I just think that that's how things in life tend to work out. Sure. You know, no, you have one good sense. day and then you have a bad day. Yeah. Um, okay. So yeah, she goes on, she says one last question. This is for you, Kelly. Um, we're going to pretend we're Kelly because oh, I read gosh. the question. I have the answer. She said, do you ever check to see what countries are listening to the podcast? I had a listener from Israel message me about the health gut, uh, which is will she says, it might be nice for someone like her to know that you guys know she's, uh, and Israel are listening. Oh my gosh, that's so cool. Yeah, so the answer to that is yes, absolutely. We do get insight into the countries and cities people are listening from. Um, so thank you for pointing that out. And yes, we see you guys from literally all over the world. I think the, the podcast listenership is like uh, 50% US, 50% outside, something wow. like that. Um, so yeah, so thank you guys first and foremost or yeah. anything else. Uh, but yeah, we see you, we love you. And, uh, you know, it's so cool. I just want to make sure I harp on this for one quick second. Like I genuinely feel like I know Sophie. Okay. Yeah. She's cool. And I want Sophie to know, and I know she does know this. Um, but like she, she sent us a gift for ivory that like is so special to us. I brought it to the hospital and she wore it home. Okay. Um, I just feel so loved and I think it's so cool to have these connections build with our audience and actually have like an understanding of who's listening. That meet and greet we did was a perfect example of us like putting faces to the names and like getting to really just vibe, you know? Yeah. Um, I just, I think we should honestly, it's what makes this makes the whole thing oh, for, for me. Sure. It's the same thing I did with drew coffee, right? Opened up video chats, like one-on-one -on -one chats with people. And honestly, like, I think I speak for both of us. I enjoyed that more than I have anything else in a long time. It's yeah. just so cool to connect with people. And it's so cool that like people that probably think they know you, but don't really know you yeah. can support you in the way that they do. Oh, it's so cool. And it's like, you feel that same thing right back for them. I want to say this too, because, um, for anyone who's done a video chat with Andrew, um, when you buy a bag of drew coffee, you can set up a video chat with Andrew and I, get to kind of watch from the outside watching you. Did you? <laughs> Hello. That's our bird in the background. Watching you video chat with these people brings me so much joy. And I love asking you afterwards, like, how was it? You know, like, what'd you get to like, who was it? Where were they? And all these things. I think like being able to connect is just like it's the best. And yeah, it's the best on that note. You can get 50% off your first month subscription of Drew at drewcoffee.co using code ADULTING50. Um, give it a try. See what other people are saying about it. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I'm taking a sip. All right, guys. We love you so much. And um, stay tuned for next week when we go deep into our birth Real story deep. together. 
and um, share all the the intricacies, which should be fairly interesting. (laughs) All right. We love you. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Adulting Like a Mother Father. New shows drop every Tuesday on the Direct Message Network on Podcast One.